Day 38. I arrived at the office this morning to find the newest member of our National Resource Team hard at work. Diane A is watering what Linda planted some months ago. It was a good reminder to me of an idea that Paul reflects on in 1 Corinthians. I planted the seed, Apollos watered it, but God has been making it grow. So neither the one who plants nor the one who waters is anything, but only God who makes things grow. The one who plants and the one who waters have one purpose, and they will each be rewarded according to their own labour. For we are co-workers in God's service. You are God's field, God's building. Today, I'm thankful to be part of a team with a common calling and a clear purpose. I'm grateful for many on the team who play a more significant part than I do, and that together we serve the purpose of God in our generation. I'm especially conscious of many staff and volunteers at our camps across Canada who are living this reality of sowing, watering and trusting right now. And I appreciate the examples of a vice president planting and an accountant watering, which are above and beyond their designated responsibilities. And this too is part of our calling. One of the positives that I take from this is that Paul has a perspective that is less about personality or position and more about God. We have responsibilities to water and sow, but we are not able to make things grow. I feel the general assumption is that leaders should at least look like they know what they're doing. Self-confident, poised, competent and in control would be a reasonable summary of the image that is expected to be presented. There may be a small inner circle who are shown a little bit more, but even there, there are limits which are applied to limit vulnerability and protect our image. It is deeply shocking to hear a leader sharing a very different experience. I am done in. I have nothing left to give. I am wounded and falling apart. Some of this is self-inflicted, and I am under censure. Listen in as David gives an insight into what is going on with him. Lord, do not rebuke me in your anger or discipline me in your wrath. Your arrows have pierced me and your hand has come down on me. Because of your wrath, there is no health in my body. There is no soundness in my bones because of my sin. My guilt has overwhelmed me like a burden too heavy to bear. My wounds fester and are loathsome because of my sinful folly. I am bowed down and brought very low. All day long I go about mourning. My back is filled with searing pain. There is no health in my body. I am feeble and utterly crushed. I groan in anguish of heart. All my longings lie open before you, Lord. 
My sighing is not hidden from ye. My heart pounds, my strength fails me, even the light has gone from my eyes. My friends and companions avoid me because of my wounds. My neighbours stay far away. Those who want to kill me set their traps. Those who would harm me talk of my ruin. All day long they scheme and lie. I am like the deaf who cannot hear, like the mute who cannot speak. I have become like one who does not hear, whose mouth can offer no reply. Lord, I wait for you. I will answer, Lord, my God. For I said, do not let them gloat or exalt themselves over me when my feet slip. For I am about to fall, and my pain is ever with me. I confess my iniquity. I am troubled by my sin. Many have become my enemies without cause. Those who hate me without reason are numerous. Those who repay my good with evil lodge accusations against me, though I seek only to do what is good. Lord, do not forsake me. Do not be far from me, my God. Come quickly to help me, my Lord and my Saviour. David gives insight into what is going on inside him. It's a raw expression of pain and guilt. Physically, spiritually and emotionally, he is falling apart. Physically, he feels pierced, thumped, unhealthy, broken and overburdened. He has wounds that fester, has a bad back and feels feeble and crushed. To say he is not doing well would be an understatement. I imagine someone asking me if I were ever in such a predicament how I was doing, and my answer would likely be, oh, pretty good, or not too bad. If I posted this kind of description on social media, or gave the sort of response in person that David does, people would be horrified. But the horrible thing is really not feeling able to be honest about our horrors. Emotionally, David's longings are exposed and the sighs of his disappointment find audible expression. His eyes are dead and he is lonely as his friends and neighbours stay away. People gossip and gloat as they conspire against him. Times of trouble often show who our real friends are. Who will stand with us through the ups and downs of life? Proverbs says, A friend loves at all times, and a brother is born for a time of adversity. It is the all times that demonstrates friendship, and the adversity that proves commitment. Love and loyalty are not circumstantial. David articulates the pain of feeling abandoned. We notice this far more when we are on the receiving end than when we are the ones turning away. It is hard work caring for people and sharing loss and suffering. We may excuse ourselves from our duty of care, but it hurts when those we thought we could depend on make their excuses and leave us. Spiritually, David is aware of his sinful folly. 
he is ready to tell the story of his failure. One of the things I really appreciate about the Bible is how it honestly tells stories of sin and failure. Many of these could only have been disclosed by the people most closely involved. But there is no cover-up. Failure does not disbar us from God's love or disqualify us from his service. David waits for God. He is troubled by sin and confesses his iniquity. He asks that God would come to his aid. Physically, emotionally and spiritually, he needs help and he knows it. We are interconnected beings. Our mind, body, spirit and soul link together. Stress, burnout and illness invariably involve multiple dimensions of the things that combine to form and express our identity. When we pull on one thread, our very selves begin to unravel. My first year at university was a time when things were falling apart for me. I was struggling emotionally and spiritually and not making the best choices. A group of concerned friends stood with me. Some of them still do to this very day. One made me a piece of art which became quite precious to me. It was a landscape she had drawn with a couple of verses from Thessalonians written in the foreground. May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The one who calls you is faithful and he will do it. When we are falling apart, the Lord is the only one who can really put us together. We may need counselling, surgery, medicine or prayer ministry. All these things have a part to play. God, who started a good work in us, has promised to carry it through to completion. The one who makes things grow is committed to our growth, healing, forgiveness and wholeness. It is a part of our nature that we will experience tough times and sometimes a terrible season. One of the afflictions that David refers to is being deaf and mute. He finds he is unable to hear or to express himself. It is okay to be upfront and open when all this is going on with other people and with the Lord. There is no point in pretending or keeping a stiff upper lip. Problems with communication are typical when we are hanging on by a thread. But David allows his sighs and moans to form some words and opens his ears to the Lord. It is normal that we will experience fracture and fragmentation. We have one on our side at the Father's right hand who knows what it is to be human and intercedes on our behalf. He sends his Holy Spirit to help and comfort us and his people to support and care. When we unravel, he can knit us together again. When we are broken, he can mend us. When we have fallen, he can lift us up. The message expresses the last two verses in a heartfelt plea for restoration. 
Don't dump me, God. My God, don't stand me up. Hurry and help me. I want some wide open space in my life.